Good morning and welcome to The Hair Affair. I'm Christine, your host, and today is Stylist Sunday. Brian's back and we are going to be talking about questionable advice from blogs you should not read. Grab your cup of coffee, join me in the beauty lounge, and let's get this going. Welcome to The Hair Affair, and today I welcome back to the show my long-standing co-host, Brian Arnold, out of Ohio. How are you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming back on the show today. Two things. One thing, I hope that we can maybe get another one in for the month of December, since it took us a minute to get through Thanksgiving, but it's also good because that just means we're busy in the salon. Right. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about the 10 most common hair problems, and I got this article off of avenue5.edu, and I sent this to Brian as well, so he's looked over it, but we thought we would just kind of go through this and talk about each of the 10 common hair problems and just maybe put in a little bit of our input. How does that sound? Sounds good. Awesome possum. The first common hair problems, well, first I know we all have some sort of hair problem that we're all trying to deal with. And we're all hoping that there's some kind of magical prescription or magical product that can be used to help with some of these problems that we have. And I know that you and I see these or talk about them almost on a daily basis when we're at work. Oh, definitely. They are. Yeah. I talk to everybody about one at least a day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The first one that I have on my list of hair problems is dandruff. And this is what they say. Dandruff, scaly particles that cling to the root of your hair can be caused by a poor diet, infection, or even a sluggish metabolism. How to fix it? Once you have ruled out a medical issue with your doctor, use a good quality anti-dandruff shampoo and conditioner. Remember, the beauty professionals can recommend the best products. I definitely want to preface everything that we talk about today. You can talk to your hairstylist about it, but if it's a real concern, definitely go to your doctor or dermatologist. So we'll start with anything that we say. We have our opinions, but you definitely need to see a physician on that. So dandruff, I guess the one thing that on here kind of catches my attention a little bit is that it's saying to use a good quality anti-dandruff shampoo and conditioner, which is absolutely the truth. But what yes. what are your thoughts on what I just read? See, I think one thing that they leave out too is that dandruff can be caused by an oily scalp or like an overproductive scalp kind of thing. Um, so I always really, you really have to figure out and hone in what your issue is with the dandruff if it's from oiliness from dryness or if it's just overuse of product kind of thing and then you can definitely go certain routes to help your scalp right and that's exactly what i was thinking of too it, it can be a number of things i mean a myriad it could be if you're talking with say a preteen or a teenager it could be hormones um if yeah. if it's a preteen and maybe it's that they're just not even really washing their hair correctly and rinsing out product the way that they're supposed to. It could be an overproduction of your sebaceous gland it could be that, which is another reason why you want to make sure you want to talk to a physician about it because if it is hormones, really there's not a whole lot you can do until that stage 
or that cycle in life passes a little bit. If it's the fact that you're not, they're not washing their hair properly, that's an issue. Or like you said, product use, or even just keeping up on showers. (laughs) When my niece was younger, she has a ponytail the size of a wrist. And she wouldn't rinse out that like crown spot of her head properly Mm -hmm. with like the shampoo and conditioners. And that caused buildup in that crown area. Mm -hmm. And she'd always have really bad dandruff right there and she wouldn't have it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. The other thing with that too, it's going to act differently in different types of hair. In my opinion, if you have fine and even thin hair, you can wash your hair in the morning and by the end of the day you feel greasy and that could that's just in the way I see it it's just because the oil is going to slide down the hair shaft because you know you have thin fine hair but if you have curly hair you're already prone to being naturally dry it's going to take a while for that oil to work its way down the hair shaft so I don't know Different, different ideas, different things about that. And the other thing I thought I could add on to this, but maybe we can talk more down the road here because it's another issue that's on this uh, top 10 common hair problems. The way I describe dandruff and let's say dry scalp, like the difference between that is noticing the color of the flakes that you're seeing. So if your flakes are yellow, that's dandruff. If your flakes are white, that's a dry scalp. And there's two different complete ways of treating that because with dandruff, the most common ingredient that you're going to find and especially over-the-counter dandruff shampoos is going to be zinc. And zinc is drying. It dries, it helps dry out the sebaceous glands. So if you're using a dandruff shampoo on something that's just a dry scalp, then you're actually creating... A larger problem oh yeah definitely i mean i have this coarse curly hair and sometimes i go about a week without washing it but that last couple of days i'll actually it'll look like i have dandruff but it's just from dry scalp and i need to get in and like really put some conditioner on there and just get it feeling better right and what i also do or what i have in my salon too that i just usually end up giving to parents if they have a teen in my chair and they're having problems rinsing or getting that product, that shampoo and conditioner out, or if it's somebody else that's just having problems with dry scalp or oily scalp is I have like a palm comb and I tell them to use it in the shower to help kind of massage that scalp and help lift and get the extra product out or the flakes or the oil, you know, help massage that stuff out too. So that, whatever product you are using to help correct the issue will actually get to your scalp and do its job and what it needs to do. And so those are so cheap that I just, I just give them to them. So I don't have to, you know, it's, it's a way of me to encourage them to take care of the problem. But as far as what we sell as, as Redken products, um, we do have a shampoo that's called scalp relief and that's a dandruff control shampoo. It has the main ingredient and in that is the uh, proactone olamine. I don't know if I'm saying that right, <laughs> but that helps with the relief and you know the the symptoms of dandruff. And then it yeah. also has the hydration in it too, which is the hydrozone system, and that helps to clarify and rebalance the scalp. 
And that's one thing that I, that Redken is huge on is making sure that we're bringing the scalp and the hair down back to where it's supposed to live at its, at its home, which is between the four and a half to five and a half pH balance. And so that's, that's what the system is about. And then the glycerin, it has glycerin in it too, to help hydrate that scalp and, and also with the reef balancing that pH scale back out on your hair. So I use that stuff during the winter a little bit just to help because I feel like I get like a lot more drier scalp and a little bit of dan- like dandruff mm-hmm. during the winter months. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, I'll use it, you know, a couple weeks out of the winter or something like that. But I always have it handy just in case. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yep. It's it's a it's a big seller in my salon. I sell quite a bit of it. So I know that it works and it helps. That's what we have on dandruff. Now, common problem number two is hair loss. I know I must talk about this all the time, Uh, but for hair loss, it says, although historically discussed as a problem among men, hair loss and thinning hair is also common among, among women. For most men, it may be male pattern balding and female hair loss is often caused by stress, medication, changing hormones, and even menopause. Additionally, many hairstyling products, chemical, chemicals, and excess heat can contribute to hair loss. How to fix it? Try a hair loss shampoo to add a nutrient. Ah, try a hair loss shampoo to add nutrition and to clean dirt, oil, and buildup of product residue that can cause hair loss. Also, limit the use of heat products to a bare minimum. Yeah, hair loss, that is a major topic, especially for my women in the salon. One of the first questions I ask is, what trauma has your body been through? If there's anything recent, surgery, medication changes, are you pregnant? Did you just have a baby? You know, anything like that, that can definitely cause some hair loss. Oh, yeah. Well, and one thing that like kind of, I don't agree with on that is they go back to heat well sometimes yes people are having problems with heat but you don't want to use a hair loss system if you're having problems because you're over flat ironing your hair curling your hair too much that's where going to see your stylist and talking to them about what's going on in your life to figure out why you're losing that hair i have one client big gorgeous curly hair her hair is amazing well, she's starting to lose it and her curls are falling out. And she was like, well, is it because I flat iron my hair once a month or is it this or is it we had to go through all the different things of like different medications she's going on, any hormonal things that she's doing. Um, mm-hmm. I actually told her to go get checked by her doctor mm-hmm. to see if she was going through menopause or anything like that. And she's on an early what is that early stage of menopause basically menopausal yeah and that's what's causing her hair to lose her the shine and mm-hmm. her curls falling out her hair falling out things like that mm-hmm. and i mean luckily she has enough hair where it's not like you know you can see her scalp or anything but it's one of those that really honing in on what the issue is and why you're losing the hair versus just running to a hair loss thing because you think you're losing it. Right. And that's the number one thing is if you are having a sudden onset of hair loss and it's more than just your regular like cycle, because we all have that cycle where we lose hair 
and then we have new hair that comes back. If it's more, it could definitely be something medical. And I know in my experience, I have recommended my client to say, go to a doctor and get some blood work done or especially your blood work, because it could be hypothyroidism. It could be cancer. It could be menopause. It could be Cushing syndrome. It could be a a myriad of things. Mm -hmm. And it's not due to heat. I mean, heat's going to damage the hair itself, but it's not going to cause the hair loss. And I mean, the heat's going to cause damage to the hair and the hair will break off. But if you're losing it at the root, then there's definitely something bigger going on. And another thing too, it could be, you could be anemic. I've always been iron deficient with anemia and there's times I have to go and have iron infusions done. And so if you're anemic or even say if you are lacking protein and you're just internally, you know, that might be something going on there too. So I agree with you. It's not anything to do with the heat, but more internally what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I tell a lot of my clients too, you know, they'll be like, oh, my ends feel thin. And it's like, yeah, but feel it's your scalp. You feel how much hair you have there. So you're not losing it from the root. That's when it's breaking off and you're, you know, you need something different for your hair to help your hair strengthen. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think what I was trying to say, and I totally got, I veered my myself off because that's what we do. <laughs> A year and a half, two years ago, I was having some major problems with hair loss, and but I had a lot going on internally, and it was also being iron deficient and having anemia that I did. I lost a ton of hair because I used to be super dense, and I was losing hair, and I had the smallest ponytail. It was horrible, um, but once I got myself straight and I got healthier and had my iron infusion and got some more protein going in my system and everything my hair came back and i looked like a lion for a while because i had all these short little curly hairs going on all over the place and i had like this lion's mane but i mean it happened to me too and once i went to a doctor and had my blood work done and started taking care of myself again um, my hair came back so it's not for everything as long as you're getting checked out Exactly. Yeah. So, but if you are concerned and it is not coming back and because of hypothyroidism or cancer and treatments or something like that, have you ever used the extreme length uh, from Redken? Yes. That is probably one of our number one sellers in the salon. Is it? So I have it in my salon, but I've had a few people look at it, but I've not, I do not have any hands-on experience with that. So talk to me a little about, a little bit about it. So, you know, they have extreme and then they have extreme length, Mm -hmm. but the extreme length really helps grow the hair. And the extreme really helps with the damages and the breaking of the hair. Mm -hmm. Cause it has protein in it, right? Yeah. Cause that has like the cat treatmented in it in that line um so we have both and really it's just focusing on what issue they're looking for women that want to grow their hair out and make it longer um, and keep it healthy at the same time i usually go towards the extreme length but then if they have issues with their hair of breaking off from damage that's when i'll go to the extreme to really help strengthen that hair and make it healthier and then we can strip 
go to the extreme lengths to help it grow. Right. Perfect. There's one gal that I have. She works in the medical field. And so she always has her hair up and the breakage. And she's been trying to keep her ponytail different or braid it more or different things so that she doesn't have that problem. But I have talked to her about this extreme length too, because she's felt that she's had some hair loss and she's young. Um, And last I talked to her when she was in, she was going to go to the doctor and get her blood work ran to see if what shampoo we needed to have her on, whether it was the extreme length or the extreme. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing about just talking to your hairstylist to figure out what your problems are so we can recommend what's better for you. Another thing too, like if you go to say a dermatologist and I have personal experience with this because I have psoriasis, they'll put you definitely on a specific shampoo if you have problems. But sometimes if you're using the prescription shampoo, it'll help. But then at the same time, it's it's causing other issues with your hair. Like if you're a person who likes to style your hair, it might help the scalp, but then you start noticing the hair itself, Yeah, you know? And so if we can help by our products without having to go that prescription expensive way also, you know, that's, that's an option out there. Oh yeah. I have a client. She has to use the Soraya shampoo on her scalp, mm-hmm. but it's not all the time that she has to use it and she'll use it once in a while. But then afterwards she has the um, extreme mask and she'll put that through her ends after washing it with to the help. shampoo mm-hmm. to help like strengthen her hair and make her hair feel good because she just got this long, gorgeous hair. So <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Cause for like my psoriasis, they wanted to, have me use tar which is the cheapest first route that they always go with psoriasis and it is the most nasty greasiest and it smells horrible and when I had it on my scalp you know she told me to put it on my scalp and I was like uh probably not if I put it on my skin like on my elbows or anywhere else that I had it on my body it ruins your clothes that was just something I was just I decided not to use and I at that time, I was not a licensed cosmetologist, and I just talked to my hairstylist about it a little bit and told her what was going on with what they had recommended and, and gave me a prescription for. And I started to use a different shampoo, and it completely cleared it up off my scalp totally, yeah. 100%. So that was nice, and that may not work for everybody, but it did for me. But that yeah. also leading from the prescriptions and like what you were saying, how your cousin, it, it dries her hair out. And so she follows up with the mask um, that leads to problem number three, which is dry hair. Shampooing too often causes dry hair. Hmm. Although yeah. squeaky clean hair is a good thing. Many overdo it by washing once, sometimes twice per day. That will strip away all of the hair's natural oils. And then it says how to fix it. A gentle shampoo will stimulate the oil glands. You're safe washing your hair about every three days using an acidic shampoo with the pH between five and six. Also try an overnight moisturizing conditioner and a hot oil treatment to battle dry hair. I have thoughts. What are your thoughts? So my thoughts on that is one thing I always tell clients, if you do have dry hair, when you're shampooing your hair, focus on your scalp. That's what the shampoo is for, is to get the dirt and oils off your scalp mm-hmm. and then gently just run it through your ends a little bit to help get any grime off of your ends, you know, product, things like that. 
another thing is, and I do believe in the whole not washing your hair on a daily basis does make a huge difference. I always try to get my clients to at least go every other day versus mm-hmm. every day washing your hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I agree with that too. I I do the same. Uh, that's one of the first questions I'll ask my clients too. If they say they have dry hair, I'll ask them, you know, well, how often do you wash your hair? And if they say every day, then I suggest to them, try going every two to three days before you wash your hair. And that, that yeah. will help. But if you're concerned with being oily at the scalp or something, then there's always, you know, you can use a little bit of dry shampoo to help with that. But if you if you can wash your hair every two to three days, then it'll actually be better for your scalp than it, then in turn, if you're afraid about the oil, natural oil is good for you. So, but if you do have dry hair and you're looking for a product to help with that, even though you're doing these steps, one of the products that I sell a ton of, and I'm sure that you probably do too, is just the good old all soft with Redken, it has the argon oil in it. And I truly believe that all soft is just a good all around, I don't want to say basic, but just a great shampoo to be using. It's just like a standard easy shampoo, you know, like Mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of issues. Maybe your hair's a little dry. Like it's a good everyday, every person kind of shampoo. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. And there's other products that you can get to. So if you are having dryness, I mean, you've got the shampoo conditioner set up, but then they also have the the leave-in, they have the mask, they have the um the the argon oil leave-in treatment, <laughs> which I love and I use that um every time I wash and dry or wash and condition my hair. It's one of my go-to oils for my hair. And also, like you mentioned earlier, now that we're in winter, which we have snow on the ground now, I don't know if you do, um, it, you're going to noticeably be seeing more dryness in your hair and your skin as well. So you make sure that you're moisturizing your skin more so than maybe what you were doing in the summertime. And so this is the time of year I definitely try to push using oil and using um, like a, a leave-in cream of some sort and a mask too to do maybe once a week, which is nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause this had mentioned using an overnight moisturizer, which I'm not sure about that and a hot oil treatment to battle dry hair. And I don't know that we have to go to that, that extent, as long as you're, you have the right products, the right ones that are helping with that pH balance also. We'll see. And I'll tell my clients too, like during the times when it is getting really dry and on a Sunday when you're not doing anything, get out of the shower, clip your hair up, let that conditioner sit on your scalp or sit on your hair for a good 30 minutes and then just rinse your hair in the sink to help really get that extra moisturizing factor out of it. Sure. Absolutely. And who doesn't like to pamper themselves a little bit? Right. And that's something (laughs) that could totally veer us off track if I talk about but I'm going to anyways and that's taking time out for ourselves making sure that you you have some self-care and hair hair is part of that yeah number four on the common list of hair problems (laughs) is split ends so here you go this is this is your what you've been talking about 
It says overbrushing hair, excessive perming, too much heat, and lack of good conditioner causes split ends. How to fix? Treat your hair with care, and if you have split ends, be sure to get a professional trim. I could see the overbrushing part of it. That is true. If you brush your hair too roughly or too hard or too much, you could definitely hurt your hair, um, especially if it's wet, because that's when our hair is the most fragile. But the the thing that made me laugh is that they said perms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who gets perms? Let's be real. <laughs> like, <laughs> very rarely do we see perms in the chair anymore. I um, see lots of perms. I don't know about you, but I do see lots of perms. See, I get a lot of boy perms. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's where my area is at with perms. But, I mean, really just, if you're using the right products, your hair shouldn't be splitting. You shouldn't have issues with that. And, you know, it's easy to mend as long as you're keeping up on your haircuts. I tell people, if you don't use a lot of heat on your hair, about every three months for a trim is good. And you don't have to lose a ton of length or anything. You just have to get a healthy trim, you know, a good half inch to an inch off the bottom. And long as you're keeping on a good shampoo and conditioning regimen, maybe doing a deep conditioner once a month, twice a month, just to help keep that hair in a good state. The integrity of that hair. Absolutely. I think you, that's the key. That's the ticket right there. And what you said, as far as keeping up with your trims, I have a couple, well, they're great clients. Now they come on a loyal like every six week basis to see me uh, because they do use heat and things on their hair. And so we, we trim them up every six weeks and maybe even do a gloss or something on them. But when they first originally came to me, um, two of them here recently that I just did their six week checkup or their checkup. Yeah. Their six week appointment. Yeah. Right. Their six week (laughs) appointment. Uh, they have both mentioned to me how in the very beginning they were so scared, but they trusted me when I said, okay, so you're telling me that you want healthy hair. This is what we need to do. And so that first hair appointment, they did get a color, but we also probably took off anywhere between three to four inches on one of them. It was like six inches, but it had been over a year since she had seen a hairstylist or because she had moved and then just that fear of finding a, a new stylist and getting the right haircut, things like that. And so she finally came in to see me and, and I told them, okay, you know, this is what we need to do. But with that, I, I'm going to prescribe the shampoo and conditioner to you. And this is the, your hair routine that I want you to do when you're not here in my chair, the aftercare. And I want to see you every six weeks so that we can keep up on the split ends, you know, especially since you're using heat, because obviously that's going to cause some damage. And one of them, she is, she's in the guard. And so she constantly has to have her hair up and she's always messing with it so that she stays in regulations when she's at work. For both of them that I've been talking to or that I started with a year ago and they were having these problems and we were taking off quite a bit of hair, but it got their hair back to a healthy point. They were doing the routine that I suggested to for them to do. I was seeing them every six weeks and at their last appointments, both of them were like, look at how long my hair is now. I love it. I absolutely love my hair. And I said, well, thank you for trusting me in the beginning. 
and for doing what you were supposed to do at home and then coming in every six weeks by just taking off maybe even just a quarter of an inch or something, just enough to knock those ends off. And now you're back at the length that you want. And maybe one of them wants to go a little bit longer, but their hair is so healthy now. And they, and they love their hair because they trusted me as a hairstylist in the beginning. Definitely. I have one girl who she has that like coarse hair, but it's finer. Mm -hmm. And she never went and saw like an actual stylist. She'd just go wherever and get a haircut or wherever and get a haircut, you know, once or twice a year. And now we have her on a regimen where she comes in every six to eight weeks and gets a trim on her hair. And she's like, my hair has never felt better. And it's just keeping that regimen up and my colors, depending on how long they go, I always say, and you get to know your clients and how much heat they use, but it's either every other appointment they get their hair cut and colored or they get they don't always get a cut and color but they get a color done and then maybe a haircut and a color the next time kind of thing right yeah and that's the same for mine too they most of mine are set up where i might only do a blonding appointment on them two to maybe three times a year and then so they'll come in they'll do their blonding appointment and then, of course, we'll tone if they want a tone or, and then a trim. And then the next appointment will be just a trim and a retone or gloss. And mm-hmm. then we'll do those in between all of their, between their blonding appointments. So they only actually get that damage at the root done very minimally throughout the year. So it helps their hair. And when you get the, the gloss in between, all it does is recondition, tone the color, and seal the cuticle again yeah so that's that's a great thing and one of them actually went from using heat all the time to now she's loving the type of haircut that she's getting her hair is getting longer and she says honestly i don't use heat like i used to because i don't have to my hair is doing what i want it to do and i said well that's because your hair is healthy and you take your shower in the morning you wash your hair she might blow dry her bangs and fix her bangs, but then she'll just let it air dry and she goes to work and she loves it. She loves the body that she's getting from it. She loves the little bit of wave naturally that she has. And that's another reason why her hair is so healthy too. Even, even she went from using heat all the time to not using as much heat to keeping up with the routine to coming in every six weeks and her hair is beautiful. And she, she's constantly posting selfies all over Facebook and tagging me in them. And it's, it's amazing how I was able to change her mind about her hair, I guess, because, you know, she was so afraid in the beginning. Yeah. But I think with split ends too, you've already talked a little bit about the extreme and having the biotin vitamin in the, in that shampoo and conditioner set. And also, I think another one, depending on how bad it is, and if it is due to, say, blonding appointments, would be the the ABC system that would help out with split ends because there's so many different options in the acidic bonding concentrate, the shampoo, the conditioner, the lightweight conditioner, the five-minute mask, the leave-in. There's more to it that I haven't even mentioned, but, and I think we're probably going to end up talking a little bit more about that later on here, but... Okay, so moving on to number five of the most common hair problems is oil and greasy hair. 
So we've kind of talked a little bit about this also, but this is what it says. Oily hair is caused when the scalp produces too much of a natural oil called sebum. Sebum is produced by sebaceous glands, which can sometimes work overtime, resulting in excessive amounts of oil. How to fix? Try a shampoo that is specially formulated to control sebum. We've already talked a lot about this, I think, when we were talking about dandruff. Um, Again, hair cleansing cream with the fruit acid in it. So I I don't know if there's much more to say about that one. What do you think? The only thing I would kind of touch on that one is some people, they're getting oily hair and their hair is producing so much oil because they wash their hair so much. Exactly. Over washing your hair and getting that oils out, it wants to produce them back. It's just like when you do a skincare routine. Mm -hmm. Dry your face out too much, your face is going to, you know, produce more sebum to try and correct yeah and so sometimes actually putting off your shampoos a little bit and breaking them up in between like we were saying earlier you know going at that every two to three days kind of thing you'll actually result in having less oily hair because your body's producing it because you're removing it all right it's kind of tricking your body basically yeah our bodies know what we need and so they're gonna do its job it's kind of like even when you have like this very specific food craving for something and then you think about it and it's like, oh, well, my body must be lacking this antioxidant or something. Yeah. And so that's why your body's craving that so much. And it's the same for your hair and skin is if you keep washing it and drying it out, your body keeps thinking, oh, I need to produce more. I need to produce more. So then it overproduces and then you've just caused another problem. Yep. Number six. Frizzy hair. This is a good one. Frizzy hair occurs when the hair's moisture level falls below normal levels, and it also can be hereditary. How to fix it? Use a shampoo and conditioner specifically designed for frizzy hair. Talk to a professional for specific product suggestions. You may also want to consider a mild relaxer to keep the frizzes at bay. I have an interesting experience with this. So I have a client and she is white as white can be and Mm -hmm. she has a dynamic hair she has straight hair she has wavy hair and then she has right around her hairline super frizzy coarse hair and she's the only one in her family her immediate family that has that well she was telling me a story when i was coloring her hair not too long ago that she had sent in her DNA for the, what are those called? The, like the ancestry, the ancestry check or whatever. Yeah. Well, not too far down the line, she actually has an African American family member that would have been on her mom's side, I believe it was. That was, that's pretty close to her in generations. And, her chemical makeup that's exactly when she said that it like was nail on or it was uh yeah like she nailed it on the head all that super extra frizzy curly stuff around her hairline is just that type of hair and that she has problems with that and so it's just kind of almost like she has to do a spot treatment on just that part of her hair because the the rest of her hair is fine with a little bit of body, a little bit of wave and some where it's just naturally straight. So she's got a great combination of hair. And so we're trying out a different couple things on her through the anti-frizz line, the frizz dismiss 
to see what's going to be her best options in that and to help her control that phrase because she just like i said earlier she feels like a lion no matter what she does because she has that super coily frizzy very resistant hair in the front another thing i really like for frizzy hair Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of weird out there but um we actually learned it in class and i used it a lot on you know we have a lot of hospitals around us so we have we're like a melting pot. There's a bunch of different hair types, things ethnicity. like that. Uh, yeah, ethnicity. We get a lot of the, like Indian hair type that mm-hmm. like really coarse, thick hair Straight. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one product I absolutely love using on them is the Big Blowout with a little bit of the argon oil from yep. Allsoft. Yep. And you mix that together and it completely like changes almost like the texture of their hair and it becomes so much softer and less frizzy but then you get that like bounce and that Mm -hmm. a little bit from it and so that's one thing I absolutely love styling wise to use on frizzy hair I'm gonna have to try that because my next I've got her on the frizz dismiss shampoo and conditioner and so my next step was to use the instant deflate because that's for more of the moderate frizz so mm-hmm. I, but I have not tried it. I have it in stock now. And so when she comes in next to see me, we were going to give that a shot and see, but that's, I use that cocktail, the big blowout and well, I use the oil for all, yeah. but I never thought about trying the argon on her and seeing if that would help. Yeah. I like the argon because it's part of the all soft category, sure. which helps in the hair, which will help also bring down that frizz bat as well. Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to, I'm going to give it, give that a shot. See, stylist and helping stylist. That's what I love. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any other experience with uh, frizzy hair? Oh, yeah. I have a lot of curly clients and curly hair equals frizz. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I mean, most of my people that have frizzy hair, I I, I either have them on one of the two all softs, the all soft curls or just the regular all soft. Or I have them on the frizz dismiss. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love the All Soft Mega Curls. That's one of my favorite shampoos. If I know I'm going to wear my hair naturally curly, it is amazing. And I have tried, I don't know how many different curl shampoos or creams or whatever's out there from different companies, but this All Soft Mega, hands down, the best. I love it. I have one client, she... I always joke with her because she literally has like a closet full of product (laughs) and she wears her hair naturally curly and she tried the mega curls and she has basically been buying the shampoo conditioner and the treatment ever since. Yeah. Like it's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to wear my hair curly, I will use the mega soft shampoo and conditioner or the yeah mega curls and then i'll use the all soft argon oil in it Mm -hmm. and that's it i don't have to use any kind of curling cream or anything i can just let it go as is and it's the curls are defined i have no frizz and it's just it's beautiful i actually enjoy my curls when i use it so neat so number seven doll hair there are many causes of doll looking hair chemical or heat styling damage and environmental soils how to fix it after using a moisturizing shampoo try cool rinse the cold water causes the hair shaft to contract which leaves hair looking smoother and shinier i guess i don't have a lot to say about doll hair because 
in my opinion, that just brings me back to getting the hair shaft clean. And to me, that would be using our clarifying shampoo and just getting products and especially living out here in Wyoming, there's a lot of people who are on well water. So getting the products, getting the minerals, getting whatever is in that in your hair out will help it shine up. See, the only thing I really have to add to that would be using the Redken Argon oil again throughout your ends to help like, because maybe your dullness comes from lack of moisture, you know, mm-hmm. and just making sure you got enough moisture through your ends. And then if you feel too dull the best thing is is to come in and get a nice glaze basically and glazing with clear and redkin there like it just comes out so pretty and so shiny and it really almost changes the look of the hair it really does i agree to that i i use the clear a lot honestly with clients just to give them that shine good deal number eight heat damaged hair Use your curling iron or flat iron too much and your hair will become damaged. How to fix it? You'll need to lay off the hot irons as much as possible. Next, start getting your ends trimmed every three weeks. Finally, start using a deep conditioner with keratin to soften your hair and cytal alcohol, which will help retain moisture. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like any of that. I don't either. <laughs> Obviously, lay off your irons and... Yeah. But at the same time there are products that you can use to help protect your hair against heat and you shouldn't be using 400 and some degree heat on your hair anyways the whole getting a trim every three weeks oh, I don't yeah. think or tell a client to, it would be like a six week like every six weeks you need to come in and get your hair trimmed but i'm like three weeks that's really quick right <laughs> i have some men that don't even get their hair cut every three weeks so I have a gentleman that comes in every two weeks, but he is, he's older and he's a Marine. And so he just likes to keep his hair high and tight, bald fade, even at his age, he's in his eighties, but he comes in every two weeks, but that's, it's not because of split ends or heat damaged hair or anything like that. So, but again, I think that just comes back to how you're styling your hair, what products you need to use to help protect that. And then Mm -hmm. if it's really bad and even after a trim, go back to the acidic bonding concentrate or the extreme. If you have a hairstylist, if they know you're using heat that much and they're not pushing a heat protectant, such a, you know, like Redken has the 11, the 22. Mm -hmm. I think actually like 90% of their products have a heat protectant in them. Right. But, you know, if, they're not recommending you and you're not using that product it's not your hair's just going to be damaged like that's how it is like you have to use good heat protectants and good products to keep that moisture into your hair and keep it from getting fragile right and the only difference between the 11 and the 22 i honestly i use more of the 11 in the chair uh, when i'm styling a client out then I do the I use the 22 if I'm doing say like an updo or something of that sort. But all I use is the Iron Shape 11, and that's enough. See, I use it. I use the different ones depending on the hair. Really curly hair. Say like you know you had a client come in and they have super curly hair, and they want it just like as smooth and sleek as you could get it. Mm-hmm. I would 
use the 22 because it has more of that hold. So it's going to keep that curl away. Sure. Then I use the 11, but then say, you know, that person with curly hair, you know, they want a nice curly, like beach wave put into their hair or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's when I would go for like an 11 or somebody who kind of has straight hair, but you're using a flat iron just to like smooth it down a little bit. That's when I go to the 11. So I switch it up all the time. It just depends on the client and the hair type. Right, right. I, I agree. And I think a lot of that too is just the difference in where we live. You're in the city and you have a lot of different types of hair that comes through your chair and I'm in a small town and I don't get that a lot. But that's good to keep in mind for myself so I can switch it up and, and give it a shot and see the difference in that for sure. Yeah, and I think I use the 22 more as well in the summer when you get the humidity. I don't know how, if you guys get a lot of humidity by you, but yeah, when we get humidity, like I'll use it to help hold that down and keep it from frizzing back out. And yeah, stuff like that, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Thank you. You're welcome. So number nine, color damaged hair. When you color your hair, chemicals are used to open your hair shaft, leaving your hair extremely porous and prone to brittleness and breakage. How to fix it? Work with a professional, use a dye with special moisturizers, and get a pre-color trim because your ends are prone to soak up excess color. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong. The color can damage your hair, but most professional products nowadays, professional products, mm -hmm are actually really safe for the hair and they don't damage the hair like people think it does. And and if you're getting damaged because you're getting light, like a lightning service, you know, and you're getting overly damaged from it, maybe you're not, maybe you shouldn't be a, a lightning service. Great example of this is I had a client this last week that came in to me and I've been on him for years. And when I say years, I mean years. And that's because he has always used at home box color and mm -hmm. then come to me wanting me to either fix the color, take the color out. What's wrong with my hair? Why is it so crunchy? Everything has been used on his head from splat to whatever. This last week, he came in to me and wanted wanted to go black. And so I was excited that one finally maybe got through to come and see me at the salon and have me do it versus doing it at home then calling me later and wanting me to fix it like it's going to be cheaper in the end right I got a text message from him this week with the picture and said you know I love my hair it's so soft and it's not crunchy and I all I could think of was well, thank the Lord. Finally, maybe we got the message across that coming to me to get your hair color is going to be a lot safer, a lot cheaper and better for your hair than trying to do it at home with your own box color. Oh, yeah. Well, and like Redken, in every single line they have, they have some type of moisturizing factor in their color. It doesn't matter if you're using the gel oils or the um, lacquers or color fusion like they all have some moisturizing factors mm -hmm. so it doesn't damage your hair as much as you talk to my grandma or something when she got her hair colored back in the day you know like right. stuff would stink and burn and mm -hmm. damage your hair like no other and but nowadays like especially with Redken you know they've pushed a lot of that 
healthy hair, good hair, you know, mm-hmm. like moisturizing your hair. And, and well, even with their lighteners, I mean, they have the bonder inside and they have yep. things that repair your hair as you're getting that Service. lifted out. Mm-hmm. Well, and my mom's a great example of that because when Redken came out with the color gel oils with the apricot oil in it, I switched her over to using the color gel oil. And so now I just do the root touch up and then I use Shades EQ for uh, the rest of it. She used to complain all the time that her hair felt like straw. And Mm -hmm. now that I've switched her over to the gel oils and using Shades EQ and she's also using a professional product on her hair to shampoo and condition it, she, I have not heard her complain once about having straw-like hair. And I, I, it's all, it's all the Redken product right there. I love the gel oils, Mm -hmm. like the shine you get out of them, how great the hair feels afterwards. It's amazing. I switched most of my clients that, you know, should be in that line. I switched them over to that line. because I just love it. Me too. I do too. Last one, number 10, (laughs) gray hair. Too many gray hair is a badge of honor, but others would prefer to get rid of it because gray hair can be brittle and more unruly than other strands. How to fix it? To cover gray hair, go semi or demi-permanent. It will fade faster, but it's less harsh than a permanent dye. Leave this process to the pros because done incorrectly, a major color change can cause major harm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can see the wheels turn in. What's on your mind? The whole thing with the like, use a semi-demi, don't use permanent. You know, it's less harsh. Like we were just talking about. I mean, you have the Redken gel oils, which are just amazing with the amount of shine and healthiness that it brings back into the hair. And it's, a permanent color and mm-hmm. you know you use a semi-demi-permanent color you're gonna have to color your hair every six weeks if not four weeks and it's gonna be like the whole thing versus right just the roots just the roots mm-hmm. so definitely don't agree with that part of it <laughs> I don't either I don't either and like I said my mom is a great example of that all I have to do is touch up her roots I mean, she does have to come in about every four to five weeks to have it done because she is 100% gray. And so you see it faster. But as mm-hmm. far as what I've already colored with the gel oils, the color is still great. I might have to shine it up a little bit. And that's what I do with the Shades EQ. But other than that, there's no fading and it looks beautiful. And her appointments are a lot faster now. Oh, yeah. Most people like using permanent color. I don't really ever have to pull it through because it's always usually just a nice, even color. Mm -hmm. And there's times where after the summer, usually you'll do like a nice glaze to help like get everything. But doing a semi-demi-permanent on gray is really a waste of time. A waste of time defeats the purpose. Yeah. More expensive for the client. Yeah, if you're trying to tone the gray, they have that yellowy gray and they don't want that. Or you want to add just like a little bit of like N in there to like soften the gray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be fine. But like when it comes to doing an all over color, that's just a waste of time for the client, money, everything. Yep, defeats the purpose in my mind. So yeah, well, that was fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. That was interesting. (laughs) Always is. 
So, hey, but I'm so proud of us because we actually got through an entire topic and stayed on topic instead yeah. of veering off like we did last time. <laughs> There's a couple sections like we started veering off the topic and then we kind of like both, I think, realized it and we honed in. And <laughs> We did. We did so good. I'm proud of us. <laughs> So I will let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much again for joining me. And as always, you are welcome back, but you have to because you're my co-host. And hopefully we can get another one in together this month being December. Well, almost December. So it's going to get really crazy for us um, in the salon. But we will try our best. And I don't know. Ask your people. Um, and I'll ask my people or, you know, your coworkers or whatever, what do they want to hear us talk about? So give us yeah. an email, either one of us. I mean, I'll even ask clients too, like what they would want to listen to. Cause I have clients that listen to your podcast. Awesome. <laughs> because great. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on this podcast. Like it's so exciting. And they're like, Oh, I'll listen. Yeah. And so they listen every week and yeah. Well, hello to Brian's clients. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you so much. Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks again for joining me on the show today. And as always, you can check out my website, theheraffairwithchristine.com. And there, if you go to the show and the show notes, you will find all the information that you need on Brian if you're in his area and you want to book an appointment with him. Also, it has all of my links to my social media and a place where you can book a hair appointment with me online. Be sure to like and follow so that you can get all the latest updates on my episodes. And I hope that you have a great rest of your Sunday and we'll talk again on Wednesday. Bye for now.